What's up, you sex crazy fools? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Buffy Speak. This episode's about sex, so put on your condoms and hold on to your hats because we are getting into it. Get um, tested. Yeah, get Pretty tested often. too. Yeah. As soon yeah, it's as not you, just about the act, it's about the post-care. Yeah, it's as about soon the post-coital you, care. When you switch partners, you should get tested, no matter wow. what. You should always make sure they're tested. They're, they're negative for all that stuff. Or, if wow. they're positive, use a condom. Beth is running a velvet rope joint over here. She's like, excuse me, are you tested? <laughs> all right, you can get it in. <laughs> High standards over here. I know. Um, for the kids. So, so what? So it opens with Buffy and Riley fighting a demon in a graveyard. Um, a and demon and a vampire. They make that explicitly clear. Yeah, it's uh, They make a big dang deal out of it's that. A, it's a huge deal. Oh, and um, what's happening is that they're like beating the shit out of the demon or the vampire. And then a demon comes up out of nowhere and saves the vampire from getting staked. And they still win the fight, but the demon made an effort. And they were like, I've literally never seen that before in my entire life. And it's a really big deal. But then what's more important is the fact that they get really turned on from fighting, which is a theme in this show. Yeah. And uh, I've never been in a fight. So I can't really talk about what it does to my own personal libido, but apparently really just gets people riled up and ready. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so they go back to Riley's house and they fuck. And um, then he wakes up in the middle of the night and he hears something, him being Riley, and Riley wakes up and he hears something in the bathroom and he like goes in there and it's something to do with the bathtub. And he, like, throws the curtain back and there's nothing there, but he's like, okay, whatever, that's weird. Meanwhile, yeah. Xander back is the ranch. <laughs> working on an ice cream he's truck an now. ice cream truck driver. Yeah, which is cool. I feel like that's a fun gig. Uh, you just kind of drive God, around. Did you, did you, like, did you get the feeling that they were making this entire episode, like, super, super creepy? Like, I feel like with the camera angles and with, like... I don't know, the music, I guess? It was, like, the music of- really got me. I was going to bring up the music uh, when you asked me that. Um, the music was really, really, like, intentional, as in, like, well-placed. And it was also super intense. And I think the choice of that is that it was, like, trying to add more tension to a relatively, like untense situation until the earthquake happens like that's when it gets weird but up until Mm -hmm. that point everybody's just kind of making out and stuff and then people go crazy dude well it the the reason like because i i did not remember a single thing about this episode like not at all in fact it feels like i didn't even watch it the first (laughs) go round, which is entirely possible since season four is kind of a blur for me but um the the way they filmed the ice cream truck driving down the street to me was like a lot different than we've seen. I thought it was really well filmed, huh. weirdly enough. Like I thought it was really like, um, God, I wish I could. I wish I had like the film acumen that you do, <laughs> so that I could. Like, I didn't notice it. <laughs> I could like put word. I could put concepts to ideas, but like, um, it was just. It was very. I thought it was very. Uh, in, intentional, I guess, is the word for it, but it was just, like, very n- interestingly filmed. And also, like, just the entire episode... Did you like this episode? Because I really liked it. 
I didn't really like it. I, I didn't hate it. I thought, for what it is, it's pretty well done, but I was also like, what do you mean it's a sex monster? <laughs> right. Um, I guess, I, I, I guess, think... I mean, we can, we can go a little bit more in depth once we get through the breakdown and we, um, like, can, uh, debrief the episode as a whole, but, um, I guess I like what they did with, like, who the bad guy was and stuff like that, but we'll get Me to that. Me too. Um... Okay, so Anya is in the ice cream truck with Xander, and she's freaking out because they didn't have sex the night before, and she, like, thinks they're breaking up, and I don't really understand. I don't know. Anya kind of annoys me sometimes. Because she's yeah. just, uh, oh, goodness gracious, my apologies. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. She's, she's kind of driving me crazy this episode because she was like, we're breaking up because we didn't have sex last night, and I'm like, I don't understand what this is supposed to be saying. Like, does she think this humans have sex i don't know i don't know i just didn't get the point of it um honestly i guess it was probably just a way for her and xander to have some conflict and to build their relationship up and it had to do with what was happening this episode maybe is the choice behind it yeah do you remember in hush um this was a super minor side plot like not you know when most people think of hush they do not think of the xander and anya side plot in Hush. Yeah, but, I remember there was something going on. Can you remind me what it was exactly? Yeah, they, um, so she, it's like almost the exact opposite of the argument they're having now. She's like, you only like me for sex. You don't like me as a person. You don't treasure my relationship. You, you don't yeah, treasure me, you yeah, know, no, like I, me being here. Yeah, I remember that now. And so that does make a little bit more sense, um, now. Wait, does it? Well, yeah, it's interesting. Well, she was saying you only like, like me for the sex, and then now she's saying and now we she's never have like, sex. We don't have enough sex. So it's interesting because I I hadn't considered like the fact that the fights are like exactly opposite, which is you know people you know people are people and people change and like people can have fights about opposite things, but like it's just such a weird like it's like because I didn't really care about the Xander Anya thing. I mean, I, I like them, yeah. like, together. I'm super and sorry. I have to pause this for a second. My roommate is at the door and doesn't have uh, a way to get in. So if you want, we can okay. keep just letting this record, and we'll just cut this out. That would be great. Okay, I'll just take so. a note. She has to let her roommate in. Sitting in a lazy boy wearing all my lazy pants. Take a look to the closet, take a lazy glance. Is that the next line of the song? You've never sung the le- next line of the song. Look over to the closet, take a lazy glance. Oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. I'm so glad that even three years in, there's so much about you I don't know. Are you still recording? I am. Okay. Um, where were we? Hold on. Why is it registering so low? Did you mess with my levels by screaming into it? Hold on. Oh, it's back. Okay. Okay. So they all, everybody meets up with Giles then, and they're talking about the vampire and the demon and about how they help each other. And everybody's like, whoa, that's never happened in a million years. 
They also talk about the fact that Riley's having a party, which becomes a crucial point of the episode. And then Buffy and Riley, they leave in the middle of the meeting, and they go and have sex again, because that's just what they're feeling like doing. (laughs) Then they go to Riley's house to have sex, and it's super cold in the house, and everybody's like, whoa, it's so cold in here, which is, you know, one of those... um, stereotypical signs of a ghost and they light this fire and it's like intercutting between the fire getting bigger and like they're putting more logs on the fire and then Buffy's still getting railed by Riley and they're just like cutting back and forth and they're like whoa it's getting intense it's getting intense and then the fire explodes and catches Graham on fire and they have to put him out and uh which (sighs) Anyway, uh, so because Anya's all mad at Xander, she, like, doesn't go to the party at first. Uh, She ends up showing up later, but at first she goes to the bronze, and she runs into Spike there, and they hit it off, and they're talking about how much they miss killing people, and Spike kind of makes her insecure about Xander, which is unnecessary, but I guess, like, classic Spike. He's just bored. Yeah, he's just fucking around. I get that. (laughs) Um, Riley and Buffy are at the party, and because it's Riley's party, that'd be so weird if he wasn't there. Anyway, they're (laughs) across the room from each other, and they just can't stop looking at each other, and they're having, like, these half-assed conversations with their friends because they're looking at each other, thinking about how badly they want to bone each other, is Mm -hmm. my assumption. Um, I mean, they're, they're, like, being influenced by the spirit of this house, so this is not them just being annoying, uh, as much as it would be, like, kind of believable, but... Um, yeah, so they get dreamy and weird, and that's happening. Then, uh, they, like, leave in the middle of conversation and go to have sex again in the middle of their own party. And I'm like, Riley, why did you invite all these people to your house if you just wanted to... That's a bad Yeah, I know. Um... If you're hosting a party, you gotta make the rounds. Yeah, at least. You gotta say hi to everyone and thank them for coming. Yeah. Thank them for bringing the mints. Have you ever brought mints to a party? Because if you have, I need to make a note to never invite you to any party I ever throw. No. Well, I I mean... You know what's a good party treat? Some peppermints. Reminds me (laughs) of my grandma's house. Or, like, when I'm leaving a Mexican food restaurant. Uh, I should bring butterscotches. Leave them on everyone's pillows. I'm disappointed. Uh, Everybody else at the party is also trying to get laid. They're putting their hand on this one spot of the wall in the house and um, experiencing their own individual orgasms, uh, which which is fun. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's it's like, I mean, I get it. Like, chase your bliss. But, like, (laughs) why do you have to do it in front of people? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they They really go for it. They should have... If I know college students, and I'd like to think that I do, it's been a couple years, but I'd like to think that I do, they would have jerry-rigged some kind of privacy booth around the little spot on the wall and charged $5 each. Yeah, I mean, that's what I definitely would have done, but I also definitely would have paid five bucks to go in and get a wall orgasm. <laughs> a wall-gasm. Um, well, oh God. That can be kind of confusing because that's also what you call an orgasm that you have in the middle of a Walmart. From looking oh, at those low prices. Right. <laughs> what a steal! What a oh. steal! Oh my god, I can't control myself. 
Um, okay. Oh, and then Tara and Willow are on the stairs, and they're talking, and Tara says to Willow, you should come ride with me sometime. And they're talking about horses, but they're not really talking about horses. She goes, I promise, safety and fun. Yeah, what the writers are doing here, and I'm absolutely positive and confident in this reading. Like, I have no (laughs) doubts about it. They were like, we are trying to give Willow and Tara a relationship under the censorship and the, like, the censorship issues and societal issues um, that we've been given. Under the guise of horse riding. Yeah, so they're, like, what should... Because, you know, you cut to a scene um, and people are usually already in the middle of a conversation, and Mm -hmm. you're like, fuck, what should we... uh, What should we make them be talking about and they're like well we need to drop some euphemisms for them having sex let's talk about riding let's talk about them riding horses and they drop that in there so we got that that's your little lesbianism for the episode but then it makes a quick spin on the heel because willow reaches out and touches tara and tara jumps back and says don't touch me she freaks out and she runs away mm-hmm. um xander is oh anya shows up with Spike to the party, and Anya, like, kind of makes a big deal in front of everybody, and Xander makes a big deal, too, but they make a scene, and mm-hmm. they're like, well, we're broken up, fine, fine, and it's, it's whatever, and then Xander, as revenge, goes to play spin the bottle with this cute redhead girl named Julie. Yeah, they had been hitting it off earlier, because Xander was being funny, because Xander is funny. Yeah, what a funny guy. Everybody loves what funny What a funny, Xander. funny guy. So he goes, um, and he sees she's playing spin the bottle, and then he joins the party, and he gets her, like, the bottle lands on her, but then he can't do it, because he knows he's still with Anya. He knows that's not, like, a real breakup. And so, um, so he, like, he's leaning in for the kiss, and he realizes he doesn't actually want to do this, and so he kisses her on the cheek, and he's he's funny about it. He's like, what a soft cheek you have. Do you exfoliate? And, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, pause, pause, pause. So... So, okay, yeah, so he kisses her, and she can't handle it, and she jumps across the circle and mounts him. mauls him in the facial region. Yeah, and he, like, pushes her off, and he's like, whoa, what are you doing? That's crazy. Um, Then she freaks out because she's like, whoa, I just assaulted this man. Mm -hmm. And she freaks out, and she runs away, and he finds her locked in a closet cutting off her own hair. And yeah. to me, that was the scariest part of the episode, where she's sitting there going, I'm so bad, I'm bad, I'm bad. And she's cutting out, oh my god, she has this beautiful hair. And they picked her for this reason, by the way. <laughs> um, they picked her for, she has this gorgeous redhead of hair. Um, I really love red hair. I used to really want red hair. My hair's red-ish. I think that's why I'm obsessed Did with it. It's like on the borderline. No, I have, but it's not real. I've always wanted well, real red hair. I'm sorry, um, Caroline, I'm really sorry. It's never gonna happen. I know, I know. What am I supposed to I'm do? Really My sorry. hair's red-ish. It turns red in the sunlight, and people have said, "Ah, I didn't realize your hair was so red." And I've gotten that before. And you have no idea. I don't tell everybody this whole story, um, but since we're on a podcast and the listeners are forced to listen to me, unless they hit that gosh this is darn an ear prison skip. <laughs> Welcome to ear prison, everybody. <laughs> um, Anyway, what were we talking about? Enough about you, me. You, the story, a red hair story. I thought there was an actual story. There isn't. I just oh. wanted red hair. Chill. <laughs> That's it. Dope. Um, 
Willow goes looking for... Okay, yeah, so Xander finds Redhead cutting all her hair off. Willow goes looking for Tara because she's like, whoa, that was weird. Why is my girlfriend being like that? Um, well, yeah, and, did you... I'm sorry, I missed... Did you say she was like, that's disgusting? She, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she like, out. shoved Willow off her and she's like, that's disgusting. And the, you know, you... I I, got, I, thought, I really liked this episode. I was like... I don't know. I was compelled. Um, because when you find out, like, the reasoning behind it, it's like, oh, it's because they think being gay is a sin. Right, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, the ghosts. The ghosts that oh, are yeah, manipulating no. the space, right, yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Willow goes looking for Tara after she runs off, and uh, she's back in that same bathroom that Riley was in earlier, and she hears the same thing, but uh, she goes over to the bathtub, and she throws the curtain back, and she sees an apparition of a little boy in there, and he's being held underwater. And she reaches down to help him, and then he's not there anymore, and then she stands up, and he's right behind her, and it's freaky. Um, he's got some excellent gray makeup caped mm. on his face yeah. to, uh, to elicit the fact that he is dead. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, oh, and then they realize that something weird is going on and they kind of all meet back up and they're like, we need to find Buffy. And so then they, they know exactly where she is. So they go to Riley's room and they're She's banging on the door and they're down. Going, they're going, Buffy, Buffy, stop having sex. And Buffy's like, never. And then the house starts shaking. And, um... And so everybody's running around trying to get out of the building. The the Initiative Boys, they, uh, first of all, good band name. Um, <laughs> the the Initiative Boys, they run and they go down into their mirror elevator. <laughs> Graham is being weird. <laughs> Graham is standing perfectly still being like, he who sins will feel the dirt of God or something like that. <laughs> and he's being super weird, but they... Uh, they they go downstairs and they're like, whoa, what's going on? And everybody's like, we don't know. Um, Anya is looking for everybody and a ghost runs through her. Julie has no fucking hair. Uh, yeah. She, which, like, okay, she had a pair of scissors and she comes out with, like, a perfectly clean shave. Yeah, she did. She got a... Except for, like, there was two a, or three patches. Some buzzers in there or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Julie comes out fucking bald. She's scalped. And, uh, Xander, like, helps her out because he's like, ah, this girl's crazy and I kissed her, now she's bald! (laughs) And then, uh, so they all go outside and the door slams behind him as soon as the last person's out the door. And they're like, Riley and Buffy are still inside, oh no, what are we gonna do? And Riley's like, well, I'm not leaving my friends, I mean, sorry, Xander's like, I'm not leaving my friends in there. And, um... He, like, he runs back into the house, and the house throws him out, and he, like, goes flying out the back door, and he lands with a thump. Um, <laughs> or actually, Xander would probably land with more of, like, a boing, like a like a cartoon noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would just be more in character. Yeah, um, yeah. It just follows him everywhere. He can't, he can't, like, give any emotional confessions, because there's a laugh track. Yeah. After everything and he says. And there's, like... And there's this uh, ominous yet somehow hilarious underscoring of the bump, 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 bump. He just can't. He can't catch a break. Wouldn't this show be horrible with a laugh track? Aren't laugh tracks the worst? Yeah, I like them. I mean, I can tune them out in certain settings. Like at some point, pre-recorded laugh yeah. tracks are the worst. Like Friends and Seinfeld and the '90s when they when they brought yeah. real warm bodies to fill the seats. <laughs> yeah, I guess now the pre-recorded ones are really just for shows that don't deserve a laugh track. Like Friends, Friends is pretty funny. Um, 
It's okay. It has some issues. We, we can't get into that right now. I really like Seinfeld, and I laugh out loud at Seinfeld yeah. all the time. Seinfeld but, is one uh, of Caroline's favorites. But yeah, like Big Bang Theory, that's not a laugh out loud show. Um, it is for my parents. Yeah. I've never felt <sighs> greater disappointment in my life than when my parents were like, we've started watching The Big Bang Theory, and I was like, oh. My parents also watched The Big Bang Theory. Oh, no. It was just a little phase. I was also really surprised because my parents have really good taste. And they were like, have you seen this show, The Big Bang Theory? And I was like, "Um, have you seen the show, The Big Bang Theory? (laughs) My dad has great taste in TV. And he's, like, getting into The Big Bang Theory. And I'm like, God, where did it all go wrong? I know, I know. It's one misstep. It's one slip away. When you hit 64, it all goes downhill. 63? My dad's dad's 55. 63, My dad's 56. All right, anyway. We're um, just trying to guess our dad's how ages. how old's your dad? Oh, your dad's 64, my dad's 56. Hey, let's publish this and make people listen to it on the how internet. How old is your dad? Tweet at us. Yeah, ha- tweet us how old your dad is. Um, I'm not joking. I'm kind of curious now. So Xander gets thrown out the door, and then he's like, okay, we need some big guns. So they go to find Giles, and they're like, well, where is he? And they remembered him mentioning the espresso pump. And so they go to the espresso pump, and he is there at an open mic, which I deeply respect. They were making fun of him, and I was like, uh, this man is taking charge of his life and embracing the things that he loves, and if you do not support him, I will have beef. <laughs> I I had major beef with the way. Maybe it's because I'm currently prepping myself to start performing at open mics, and by that I mean I'm working up the courage. Um, I also need... Oh, okay, we don't have to get into the specifics of it. If but Giles I just saw him, can do it, you can do it. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I know I'm going to do, do it. it. Um, I'm Caroline going to do it. I just performer. need to pick a date. They, oh, that's so sweet. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they were like all making fun of him, even though he was doing an excellent job. Well, they guys, they were like only making fun job. of him for like a second, and then they were all like, damn, we are Boo Boo the Fool. Yeah. Willow <laughs> got it. Willow was like, he's sexy. I was like, yeah, Willow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they go and they find him. Uh, they like go off. Where were they when they were looking through all the information? They were at I Giles was like, house. I've never seen this place before. That's Giles's house. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were I'm like all around his little clearly. desk table that they always read books on. Like, there's the couch, and then behind it is this, like, weird desk table that's kind of in the middle of a room. I don't know why it's in the yeah, middle. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I'm just deeply confused as to how I was like, where is this supposed to be taking place? Babies have no concept like, of object permanence. Uh, like a baby. Like a baby I am. Um, anyway, so they go to Giles' house, and they're flipping through all the papers, and surprise, surprise, the frat house wasn't always a frat house. <laughs> And it used to be a home where children were abused. Surprise. <laughs> and um, and they find the woman who ran the place, and they were like, when did she die? And Willow looked up from the book and was like, she did it. And they were like, whoa. So they go and find this lady, and this lady's like, yeah, I actually won a medal for abusing these children. Dude, she tells them straight up exactly what happened. She said, you wanted to know how I saved those kids? I drowned them. That's what I did. She point blank just gives it to him. And, it's Mrs. Um, Landingham from the West Wing. She's Mrs. Landingham from oh. the West Wing. Is she? She is. For sure she is. Is she? Is she? Is Mrs. Landingham the president's assistant? Yeah, his secretary. Yeah. 
Um, I've only seen a few episodes of that show. This is going to kill me. Mrs. Landingham, where are are my glasses? That's what the president always says. Here, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Thank you. Mrs. Landingham. Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) I wish. That's one of Patrick's favorite movies. Mrs. Landingham is played by a woman named Catherine Justin. Nice. All filmography. Wow, she's been in a lot of stuff. We gotta go back to the 90s. Mm. 2000. 2000 blank? Mm-hmm. All right, all right. We're looking, we're looking, we're looking. Where the wild things are. Buffet, the vampire lady. She was on the Drew Carey show. And on Even Stevens. Miss Landingham. And on the West Wing is Mrs. Landingham. And on X-Files as the Agent Edie Bull. That was in 2002. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Genevieve Holt. Holy shit, Beth. Mrs. Landingham. Holy shit. I've only seen... How the fuck? Dude, Beth doesn't remember the most crucial information. She has the hardest time. No, okay, wait. I shouldn't say that. You don't have a I hard time. I have a time. hard time. But sometimes, sometimes you're like, wait, what was this piece of information I did? What time is my doctor's appointment? What time is this? And oh, then God, she's yeah. like, I, oh. I recently had a crisis where I was texting Caroline because I didn't know what time my, my OBGYN appointment was. Yeah, she was texting me being like, the email says it starts <laughs> at 10. Does that mean that my doctor's appointment starts at 10? <laughs> and I was like... Yeah, Beth. That is what that means. And she was like, I'm going to check it again. And I was like, all right, you do that if that brings you peace. But this bitch knows who the fuck... She knows that Mrs. Landingham is in this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She looked at her and said, that's Mrs. Landingham. She has a very distinct voice. And she, I mean, I guess if, I mean, if you count generic old lady as specific. No, Mrs. Landingham, if you watch two whole seasons of Mrs. Landingham telling President Jeb Bartlett what to do. I haven't. I've seen, I've seen a few episodes. Have you seen two churches? I don't think so. Okay, well. Oh, well, then. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, they meet up with Mrs. Landingham, and Mrs. Landingham tells them that she was taking care of these kids, and that whenever they would get sexual feelings, she would baptize them, or when girls would, and by baptize, I mean hold them underwater in the bathtub, and then when girls Which would start the being vain, and thinking of, you're gonna give me flashbacks if you talk about <laughs> baptism here, um, but... Then, uh, oh yeah, and when girls would start to be like, ooh, I'm pretty, then she would fucking cut their hair off, shave their heads. She said, no, you're not. Don't even think about it. And um, so then they're like, wow, you're crazy. And they actually kind of tear her a new one, which I was uh, glad about. Um, they they have a little confrontation, and Giles tells her off, and Xander backs him up. And it's, uh, it's nice. It's a little... Um, a moment, if you will. Uh, um, so then they realize that there's some poltergeists in the house, and there's, it's like, um, it's basically, the way I understand it is just like a really disturbed past that's being relived by something that's happening in the present. So what's happening is that there was this really rich past of like, uh, like sexual dysfunction in the house and all the sexual repression, and then Buffy and Riley started fucking in the house all the time, and they were feeding 
off of that energy and growing stronger from it. They grow strong with lust <laughs> and they begin to appear and to dole out orgasm through the walls. Um, which is honestly, you want to, like, that sounds like a pretty good deal. It's just that it got out of hand. Um, so, uh, oh, and then they realize, they say, what happens when the battery runs out? The battery being Riley and Buffy. And Giles is like, they They die. die. They die from sex. They had <laughs> sex too much, and now they're dead. If you die Cautionary, in orgasm, you if, die in real life. If you die in the sex, you die for real. Yeah. Um, so then Xander and Anya go to the house, and they're like, okay, we're gonna go and get Buffy and Riley out. Tara and Willow and Giles, y'all have a ritual in Willow's dorm room um, about... <laughs> Uh, like to gather the ghosts there and then they won't be at the house and then we'll break them out or whatever. And they're really putting a lot of faith in this idea. Wait, they're not putting faith. They're putting a lot of willow in this idea. Ayy. Ah, okay, anyway, so they perform the ritual and, um, and, uh, they show up at the table, but then when they realize what's happening and that somebody's in their house, they freak out. They're like, fuck your table, and they throw the table across the room, and then they go back to the house and they drag Xander out, like, by his hair, and they put him in the bathtub, and they start drowning him. And it's very scary for yeah. a second. Um, I don't like, drowning seems absolutely terrible. Yeah, and that, um, that's a lot of people's, like... That's, like, their, like, absolutely no. Least like, that's way not the way I will go. Yeah. I will do everything in my power to prevent that. Um, so Anya saves him, which is cool. Uh, oh, she also takes a vine through the hand? That this part process? made me, like, shudder. What the hell? She's going up the stairs, and she has her hand on the banister, and this house is, like, covered in vines. I don't understand, necessarily, why the vines are there, but it's, like, a, it's a symptom of this haunting I guess mm -hmm. and so there's all these vines wrapped all around the house and they're all around the stairs too and Anya's going up the stairs and a vine shoots out and goes through her little hand and she takes she's like just like ah yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say she takes it like a fucking champ she just pulls her hand on it and is like ew that hurt and she runs and she saves her boyfriend from the bathtub um then they go back to the door where Riley and Buffy are having sex behind it and they push the door really hard and they get it open and as soon as the door's open the the spell is like broken and the house goes back to normal and then that's it and that's the end of it and I don't I mean I guess it's just the theory that like Riley and Buffy have to stay at Buffy's place from now on or something I don't yeah, know for real they didn't like defeat anything they didn't like clean any spirits I mean I guess I mean, I, there's there's shit you can do in, um, you know, in the Wicca world, like, uh, you know, clean cleanse the house with sage and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So we can assume that they did stuff like that, but there was, in this episode, Many there trips a to moment. Earthbound are required for yes, this episode. We will need to go to Earthbound. Just kidding. That's a chain. Support your local witches. Find a local witch shop. God, I'm I not went, even joking. I went to, I stopped going to Earthbound because they sell, like, stupid fake buddhist stuff yeah and like really gross just really gross stuff so i stopped going there like i stopped supporting them but my friend um when we were in charleston my friend was like we gotta go to earthbound we have to go to earthbound <laughs> and so i went into earthbound and i just like it just struck me i was like i hate this place like i hate it here 
I do well in earthbound stores. That's kind of my. That's kind of my. Uh, that's one of the places I thrive. But I, like I said, I support local businesses. So it's like I like earthbound, but like that's run by like actual people, and as opposed to like I work in earthbound. Well, there now. was a girl um, with there was a white girl with dreads who was working there, and I was like, oh, oh man, yikes, oh, um, beans. I was actually at a uh, a witchy store last weekend. And I was with my my buddy Caitlin, and uh, they had like bindies there, like um, like face jewels. And uh, I picked them up and I showed them to her. I was like, I would not trust white people with these. And she was like, There's a lot of things in this store that you really just shouldn't be trusting white people with. We ruin everything, okay? Mm-hmm. What can we say? Why guilt? Um, so anyway, they debrief over food. And they the next day they're just talking about how crazy it was that Buffy and Riley couldn't stop having sex, and then it ends with a joke where they're like, "Wow, oh yeah, Buffy's like I couldn't even control myself," and Willow's like, "Wow, that must have been terrible." And Buffy and Riley share a look, and they're like, "Yeah, it was terrible. It was so bad." But the secret is that they like having sex with each other, <laughs> and that's the episode. Yep, that is the whole dang thing. I gotta tell you, I'm liking it more recounting it and thinking about it I uh, than I did it. when I was watching it. No, when I was watching uh, it, I was like, you, you get, okay, so you, Aunt Xander is, I think, good in this episode. Yes. I think. He's pretty funny. Like, he is funny. There's no question about that. You know, right. but he, he's not a weirdo. Yeah. Sometimes he's a weirdo. Sometimes he's a weirdo. You get some good Spike. Yeah. Spike and Anya were pretty good. I thought they were... Yeah, that's nice. That's an interesting little pairing. And I was like, oh, I've never thought of that. It makes sense, though, and it's very natural. It makes perfect sense. I just hadn't pieced it together before. Yeah, it's just... It's cool. I like that they did that. Like, that happens... um, Buffy and Riley have sex a lot, but you don't see that much of it, which I appreciate. And also, that means they're not talking. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why I liked it so much. Maybe that's what it we is. Are flip- the lack of Blucas. We are. We are flipping flopping. Yeah. Arnate, do you you've watched Community, right? Uh yeah, a long time ago. There's I can never I can't get this rap that Troy sings out of my head where he's like because he went to like a conservative Christian high school or something, and he so he's singing these cheers that they used to sing at their football games or whatever. It was like <laughs> Um, like, hip, hop, a body don't stop, Riverside, need, got a pail, don't need a mop, something, something, are, uh, like, your team's John Carey because you, something flip-flop. Like, and I always think about that, I'm like, our team's Every John- Every time you say the word flip-flop, yeah. you think of that rap? You te- like, your team's John Carey because you don't, like- our team's John Kerry because we don't flip flop. Something like that. I don't know enough about John Kerry to support this. <laughs> well, he ran when I was like eight. So yeah, not I was like, really young. Not like, not like I do either. God, I can't find my phone and it's killing me because I want to look this up. It All fell right. in the trash can. <sighs> oh God. Um. But are you looking up the rap? Yeah. Okay. I mean. Oh my God. So this is a whole new tangent. Guys, we're like, I don't know if you can tell, we're like a little bit sleepy. Just a little bit. Troy. Well, I'll keep talking about Buffy. High school. While you do this. Rap. Okay. Um, She's not even listening. I am. Okay. So, okay. So what did I like about this episode? Um, It's a little bit crazy. I like 
that uh, I like the source of the problem. I think that that was um, as opposed to like it's a sex demon, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, or like a sex ghost or whatever. So I think the source of the problem was interesting. I think the execution was a little weird and confusing, but also so was the problem can, itself, I, and so was Buffy that. in general. Um, I thought it had a couple of strong moments. I like uh, the bits with Giles at the open mic. I like um, anything with the Willow Terra development. I am ecstatic oh, about. God, it's I'm just really, so cute. It's just it's, so cute. And it's got that, that slowness that I like in shows. Like, um, I mean, it's got, uh, you know... Okay, like Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam from The Office. It took a long time to get to them, right? And and I, I know that that's the reason that this is taking a long time is because of the um, the taboo-ness of their relationship. And I say that in air quotes, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I so I know it's taking a longer time because they're they're working up to it so that they can, you know, subvert. I think it took... I think it took less time for Willow and Tara to get together than it did for Buffy and Riley. It did, actually, because Buffy... So, Willow and Tara meet in Hush, which is, like, eight episodes ago. Um, but Buffy I and... I mean, but Buffy and Riley, Buffy and Riley got exactly together in what Hush. Was, they don't get together in Hush. They kiss in Hush. Well, that's true. So, they don't get together in Hush. There was like a the whole bunch episode. of bullshit before the kiss. <laughs> And I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of the whole, like, should we get together? Shouldn't we? I like I like the thing where it's like, we are going to get together, but I'm going to be slow and... Deliberate and get to know thoughtful. you as a person. Yeah, yeah, By yeah. the way, hip, hop, body note, stop, Riverside, got the broom, don't need a mop, put your team in a box, put a ribbon on top, or not John Kerry, because we don't flip-flop. And then later in the episode, bing, bong, sing along. Your team's all gore, because your views are wrong. <laughs> Wow. So it's Aren't like, you glad that she looked that up for you? Listen, I provide a service. <laughs> I provide, said, I a, provide service a service for here. Listeners. <laughs> um, okay, so overall, I give the episode a seven. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm like, it's good. It was really solid, but there wasn't, it didn't have a particular spark to me. I, yeah. And maybe it's just the mood I'm in today, but I'm feeling like a seven and I stand by it. That's fair. I'm going to give it a nine. Um, yeah, no, I, like, really enjoyed it. I was, I, like, went into it thinking, like, I don't think I'm gonna like this one. I, I remember vaguely there being an episode with Riley and Buffy doing the do for, like, an entire episode. The but entire episode, I, I didn't episode, remember yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, so I was just like, eh, I don't really, like, whatever, that's gonna be weird and, like, but I really enjoyed it, and I thought that the I thought the monster was cool. I thought Mrs. Landingham was cool. It was nice to see her again. Yeah, God, <laughs> she funny. after the West Wing did her dirty. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that. Does she die in that show or something? Yeah, that's fine. I'm, it's, I'm it's, not going to finish like that the, show. It's like the one of the. When my when my TV professor played us an episode of The West Wing, he always played us pilots, so that a yeah, he we always get spoiled too much too. of us, and b yeah. like there wasn't much to be explained. Yeah, but he was like, "No, we're gonna watch the episode of The West Wing where Miss Landingham dies." <laughs> he's wow. he's like, "We're gonna do that." And yeah, I watched a couple of episodes of The West Wing, but then I was like, "Okay, I get it." 
And um, and also the reason I picked up the West Wing was because I had just finished Veep and I didn't want Veep to be over. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll try West Wing because it's a it's also in the White it's House. Mu- but it it's was, a much more optimistic government show. It's a different vibe completely. <laughs> I was like, this isn't what I want. This isn't. You don't even see the oh, vice God. president ever. I went looking. I went into the kitchen looking for another tub of ice cream, and I came out with pretzels. <laughs> I couldn't have. I couldn't have. Been and more disappointed. I really like the West Wing, but I was just like, this is not what I'm in. It's written by now. our boy Aaron Sorkin. A Sork. Before he went what crazy up? with the newsroom. Yeah. That show uh, is not really, good. Yikes. I've seen a couple scenes that I like. I like the one where he's like, America is not the greatest country <laughs> oh in the my world. God. The speech that gets shared on Facebook every two yeah, months. Exactly. Exactamundo. All righty, everybody. We will talk to you next week, but before uh, thank you for we coming that, to our Tangent Festival. Thank you for coming to Tangent Fest 2017. Um, Join us you next can keep year. up with Tangent Fest on at Twitter. Wow, at, on Twitter at, Twitter at Buffy underscore Buffy speak. speak. Uh, you can find our personal Twitters in the bio. You can also find um, the information to follow our friend Karis, who was a guest last week. You can also tweet at us and tell us how old your dads are. I am not even joking. Tell me I'm how old joking. your dad is. If you're wondering in your head, if you say, should I really tweet at them and tell them how old my dad is? The answer is yes. I'm not even for joking. Every, I really want to For every know. dad age I get, I will tweet back at you a puppy. Wow. A puppy gif, even. For every dad age we get, I will think of some other cool prize, and I will do it next week. For every dad age we get, I will kill a man. For every dad age we get, I will kill a man? Yeah. Wow. I've just been um, looking for I'll a reason. I'll adopt an orphan. Oh, man. Yeah, give an orphan a home, kill a dude. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll adopt an orphan, and then I'll sexually repress them and traumatize them. And, and all then comes around. <laughs> I raised this child for the express purpose of being a ghost. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye.